So anyway, what was your original question? Um, I've completely forgotten. I've been mesmerised by... I blew, I blew your wife. Thank you, Wembley. <laughs> Good night. Uh, <laughs> How have I been? I've been, I've been, I've been actually pretty good, um, Kyle. I'm, I'm still getting used to calling you Kyle instead of Nathan. <laughs> and, and the other name, and the other name that I used to call you when I first met you, which begins with S, which I won't say because I know that you don't like that name. So, spongy. Uh, Just say, yeah, spongy. Oh, okay, spongy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which I always thought was a brilliant name anyway, <laughs> but because it, it set you apart from everybody else. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Anyway, to answer your, I tend, I tend to get sidetracked. That's right, me too. Um, All right, buddy. Yeah, so I, I've actually been doing quite well, and uh, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm in a really good place mentally, uh, mm. physically. Uh, you know, for for the past couple of years, mm. uh, I've been doing, I've been doing okay. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. And, like, and yourself, and you, and yourself, I. Do you know what? I've actually been, obviously, we've had this last year, I've had, we've all had ups and downs, but mm -hmm. I'm in a pretty good position because I'm with, I'm living with family and I've got a job which has kept me, just kept me afloat and has, I hate to say it, got me out of the house a little bit. So. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't hate it. You got you got to grab your uh, you got to grab your little perks wherever you can in life, and no. uh, you know, uh, you know. I mean, this has been one of the things over the last year. I've been one of the very few people who've uh, actually been issued with a letter of exemption. And what I mean by that is that I, a letter of exemption is because of uh, what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm actually uh, I'm free to go out and about with a letter. If I get pulled over by the police, I'm like uh, I, I can go out 24 hours a day if I like. Excellent. So you've been working throughout this whole time, right? Yeah. So what have yes. you observed? What what kind of changes in human behaviour have you observed? Has it been positive or negative or what have you seen? It's a bit it's a bit of both, really. Um uh, I'll, I'll deal with the negative aspects first. Obviously, uh, everybody went through uh, emptying the shelves and very selfish. And, you know, mm. that all comes from a place of insecurity with most people. You know, mm. they're obviously trying to look after their own, their, their own first. So, uh, like, when the uh, shelves were emptying and that, it was just like, you know, people would have trampled over each other to get some bog roll. Mm. But uh, on the plus side, to flip that around, uh, I found myself personally that um, the people who were supposed to be looking after us, uh, like uh, your job, for instance, or uh, those wonderful people that sit in that great big building in Westminster, you know, <laughs> all those wonderful people who know so much better than us. Who really, really care about us. Yeah, they're so, yeah, you know, uh, um, uh, um, Jason, Jason, Jacob Reed Pulp, uh, <laughs> as I like to call him. Um, yeah, you know, uh, really, you know, he says he's such a good Christian, but at the same time, he's having a go at poor people for having too much food. Mm. Um, yeah, those people who are supposed to look after us, um, uh, they, you know, are basically told a majority of the country, you're on your own. Uh, and what was really great and the, the positive thing and what I've tried to focus on and what I've tried to spread around through what I do, uh, you know, just uh, basically on a one-to-one -one basis as I meet people is try and say, 
uh, people have come together. And um, I mean, Zoom is a perfect example of that. This time last year, how many people knew how to use Zoom? Uh, the- I didn't know it existed. I didn't know it existed until yeah, until May last year. Exactly. Yeah. So now it's like it's almost a, a common occurrence. You've got uh, OAPs being able to uh, uh, senior senior citizens. Before I get shouted at, uh, yeah, you've got senior citizens who are, who are now you know able to zoom with their families and friends, and uh, you know it's opened up a whole world of business and all that kind mm. of thing. Um, other things like WhatsApp groups where communities came together, food sharing groups that came together. We've helped each other out, and that's been an amazing thing. And it's something that we can learn from this. And I hope it will be something that we all, that we, you know, for the first time, I would say since the 80s, it's it's this whole pandemic thing that we've been going through has been. Uh, if if you if you're a millennial. You would have never grown up with uh, a threat of nuclear war or a threat of any kind of uh, national, you know, global importance like that. We, you know, we're all kind of very, and I, I'm not going to have a dig at any person here, but we're, you know, anybody who's grown up as a millennial or thereabouts uh, hasn't really had to deal with something like that. And this is the first time in a generation where it's like, oh, shit, we could all die. Yeah. Uh, so it's brought us all together, and 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 these things they they go uh, in waves, they go up and down. So it's something that was kind of needed to bring us all together, to mm. get us away from that, um, so, you know, self. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the world. It's, it's like uh, yourself. Uh, you 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 feel uh, like you're entitled, entitlement. Hmm. Uh, and yeah so it's a, a first it's the first time in like maybe 30 years that we've had to look outside ourselves we've had to you know get involved and uh even, even today uh with uh, and i'm i'm sorry to bring this down but it's an important thing even today with sarah sarah everett um hmm. which is actually um that whole everard sorry uh, <laughs> i'm just mean yeah that's told me um <laughs> That's a good women's explaining yeah. right there. That's what's needed. More women's explaining. Yeah. Women's explaining. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I need explaining by everybody. Um, yeah. That whole, whole thing, it's like because we are all in these groups now, mm. that thing uh, you know, uh, about the visual and everything, that just blew up bang like that and it went mm. from like 200 people to 5,000 people in the space of a couple of hours. Mm. So this is. Uh, this whole kind of community thing that we've got out of this has been invaluable for ourselves, mm. as it were, and our psyches and our and our and our spiritual mm. selves. So there mm. you go. So yeah. Anyway, this is going to be a four-hour chat. No, it's fine, man. That is yeah, that is a really good thing. That's <laughs> a bit, honestly, that's a great thing you brought up. Like that, situ- the Sarah Everett situation. Like that has really brought out the it's brought to light some of the most heart-wrenching heartbreaking stories i think i've ever heard yeah like, and, and and oh sorry um no carry on and i because because you know like i said I've, I've had an absolutely 
shite life. I mean, I wouldn't wish my life on anybody, but I would wish the blessings that I've got from it from everybody. Yeah. Uh, and there's someone at the door. Isn't there? That's all right. That's fine, man. Keep going. We're keeping this in, by the way. We're not editing I, this bit out. That's, see, no, that's that is something that I actually like about this podcast, and one of the reasons why I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> this is one of the one of the reasons why I wanted to come on this podcast because there's a lot that I don't, I don't want to. I've been asked to go on a few, and I'm like, no, no, I don't want to get involved. But one of the things I'm name them, fucking name them, name uh, them right now. Uh, I'm not going to, because <laughs> right. I'm not that silly, Kyle. I'm not that big yet. <laughs> right, that's all right. No worries. Right. So one of the perfect things about your uh, your podcast, Kyle, is that you don't do any editing. And it's basically two people. It, it's it's two people having a chat and getting carried away with a conversation. And mm. there's no editing, and people dropping spoons and glasses <laughs> breaking, and there's none of that slick thing um, that, that 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 goes on with podcasts. And nothing's cut out. <laughs> nothing's cut out. So it's perfect. Uh, you know, and and because it because it comes waltz with all i'm like oh, yeah i want to be on that and by the way it's just popped into my head i have to thank you by the way i have to thank you personally because you gave me something that's very very important through your podcast okay now the thing that you gave me is that because because i have to be the all-seeing eye about everything when i'm doing it mm. i went back to the very first podcast that you did and i started oh listening to no them. oh my god <laughs> I, I i started listening to them in chronological order so i started um i started listening from the very first one which is like two and a half years ago now so that would be and... from that be with i have nightmares about that about that about that no, that no, was it's... kieran chillingworth and cordelia gray isn't it that was the first. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was one at one in the very. Oh, actually, he's he's amazing. Oh, he's brilliant. He is a yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, listening, 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 listening. I'm so, I'm actually amazed that you remember who it was, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So you're you're chatting away like you do now, and you said something, and I was like, what? So you said, oh, I was talking to that uh, comedian the other day. He's a pro comedian. I think his name's Paul Sky. Uh, no, I don't think his name is. Uh, he's that pro comedian. I think he's that pro comedian, Paul Skyle. And I was like, what? <laughs> is he talking? So I, I rewound it. I listened. Is it like, he's talking about me. Yeah, he is talking about me. So I want to thank you for that. And I'll tell you why nice. I want to thank. I want to thank you for that for a reason, because I've never, even though... I've had a fair amount of success mm. and you can say that in any, you know, not just in uh, stand-up uh, or comedy, but, um, you know, if I was to list off, uh, well, I will list off the names of people that I, I, I share the stage with. Mm. I've shared a stage with Bill Bailey, Catherine Tate, uh, Harry Hill, Mark Lamar, uh oh, like there's very very um phil jupiter so, so i've shared i've shared a, a stage at one time or another with oh yeah julian clary is another one that came back today. <laughs> i was i was actually above the bill in julia uh, i was actually above the bill uh above julian clary so when, when was, was that when was that just like uh i would say probably mid to late 80s early 90s so this is going back a long long time so 
if you were to say in in, in a times uh, in a term of being a pro comic, mm. yeah, but in the terms of getting paid for being a pro comic, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so but I'd never thought of myself as that. But you said, oh, that pro guy Paul Scarhill, and I was like, hold on a minute. I've never, I've never thought of myself as a pro comic, but you had, yeah. So, so it, it was such, uh, and you know, I don't say this lightly. It was like, wow, that was such a compliment, and it actually kicked off something else in my head. Was like, right, okay, so if I am a pro com- comic, if I was to, if I was to explain to someone why I am a pro comic, what do I actually have? Or, you know, because I don't have any qualifications or anything like that. But what do I actually have to 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 say that, yeah, you're a pro comic? And it's like, well, me and my other half, um, who is lovely and still listening in the background, um, <laughs> what, what do we actually, if we were to put it in terms of like, uh, if we were going to trade or if we were going to put this as a business, what do we have? Mm. Between the two of us, we have over 40 years of experience in the entertainment industry. And that's not just in comedy, that's within uh, comedy, um, uh, music, events, DJing, booking, uh, agency. Um, so there's like a whole thing about that. So it's actually uh, it's actually concreted and give me that confidence from that one sentence to go forward. And uh, so now I've got a platform and the thing that I've always wanted to do, which is mud frogs, uh, which <laughs> I, 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 will, I will save that to the end, which I will plug for. But uh, yeah, that that's just something that I really want to do where I want to uh, take comedy to places that don't have it and give mm. an opportunity to people who don't have that chance but somewhere in the middle of nowhere that where there might be a person or a couple of people who wants to get a taste of what it's like to do comedy and to, to go out there in a, in a very, very uh, condensed one-day thing and it's like, right, this is what you need to do. This is how you tell the joke. This is what reality is like. This is what it's like when you come to London because London is not the finish of the journey like it is in all films and movies. Mm. Yeah, that is just another start of a shit show. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as, as we both know. Oh, as God, we both yeah. know. Yes. That's yeah, right. So. Oh, thank you so much for that. That, like, um, well, I think that just came from, like, me seeing you on stage and thinking, yeah. right, that is how a pro comedian would act. And that was, yeah, I thank you. Like, yeah, you were brilliant, Paul, and you still are. So you definitely deserve that. You definitely deserve that title. I'm just trying to shrink my head in the screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine, man. Um, so how do you think the comedy industry has changed since you started? Oh wow! You see, I've, I've, you see, this was one of the reasons why I did listen back to you because I wanted to know what questions you were going to ask, but mm. um, be ready for them. So <laughs> I was, I was thinking about it from when I started because I started like I would say not seriously, but mid eighties, mm. and then it would be very drips and drabs or things like that, and then getting more seriously involved in the nineties and in two thousands. So when I first wanted to book 
or get onto an open mic thing. There wasn't the internet. Okay, so how did we do that? And one of the ways that I used to get gigs was every Thursday time out would uh, first appear in uh, the Angel uh, in Islington or Candom, mm. if you were. So there used to be like a handful of uh, comedians that used to wait. They used to know the first shop that time out would come in. So we'd be in there with elbows, uh, nudging each other out the way to get every single copy that we could. You know, uh, because if you bought like half a dozen copies of Time Out, that means somebody else didn't get it. Mm. Uh, so, and uh, your open mic nights for the week would be in there and they would have their phone numbers listed. So you would literally phone the gig and go, can I have a gig next week? The other thing as well is there were no free gigs. There wasn't free for audience members gigs. Every, um, because one, one of the, the first few that I used to do in the late 80s, early 90s was Laughing Horse. They used to be a, a staple of mine. Um, uh, uh, and, uh, was, yeah, Alex, was Alex Pate still running it back then? God knows. God knows. <laughs> I was spending a lot of time with alcohol at that. Me and, <laughs> me and Stella used to go constantly to places together. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that was great. And I saw, uh, who did I share with Simon Bodkin, who does... Uh, Lee Nelson. Uh, Lee well, Nelson, yeah. Dr. Simon Bodkin, by the way. Oh, doctor. doctor. doctor is Simon. He a, he's a doctor, is he a doctor, yeah. is he a doctor of comedy? No, he's a do actual, he's an actual proper doctor. Proper, proper, proper doctor. Proper doctor. Not like the Dr. Dre kind of doctor. Okay, the actual, right. the actual hey. can actually Oops. stitch you up kind of doctor. Dr. Dre is the highest because we, we did a thing uh, with Snoop and uh, I, because of his Just Eat ads, uh, I, you know, it was like one of those things. It's like, like I said, a little conversation came from your, uh, mm. from, from that one line that you said. It was like, can I do this? Can I do it? So um, Snoop, did, did somebody say Just Eat? Mm. And I was like, he must be the richest. And he's not... <laughs> Dre, uh, Dre could buy and sell like twelve Snoops. Yeah, that's the that's the exchange rate for a, you know you get <laughs> you get twelve to fifteen Snoops for a Dre. There you go. Right. <laughs> so what was the, I got distracted? What was the right? So laughing yeah. laughing horse state uh, oh, yeah. laughing horse was a stable. Right, yeah, yeah. not stable, staple. It, staple. it was, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we used to do that a lot. Used to go down there, and so um, um, and once you got to know people, you used to just like literally turn up, and there were no free nights. And their stipulation was that it didn't matter how much somebody would pay, whether it was a quid or two quid or three quid. They used to charge three quid a night for the audience. Mm. And remember, this was not promoted, so this would just be passing audience. And we always had a full room, and it was that uh, if uh, somebody pays something, no matter how little it is, they value it. Mm. Whereas now in London, uh, there is a plethora of gigs. They're all free, and they the, um, pay what you want. Pay what yeah, you want. Pay, I, yeah. pay, pay. Uh, get out of the room. You know, unless, you, <laughs> unless, you, unless you go to GMP, then you're definitely paying. <laughs> but um, but uh, I love Kyle. Um, yeah, me too. He's a good guy. He's uh, great. Yeah, so the, uh, so now there is such a 
a, a glut of comedy and there's such a glut of free nights and there's such a glut of open mics and all that. Mm. It's almost, it's devalued itself. And with what's happening now with uh, no, no, uh, no gigs, mm. it might, it might actually um, clear out all the dead wood. Uh, it might make people think more seriously about when they want, they, I mean, they have to think yeah. about, I know, I know you're going to start your, uh club just before this and um yeah and the uh the pandemic will pay to that but you 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 are one of these people that um you were serious you were thinking seriously about uh about the size of venue because you'd done your edinburgh thing you you'd seen how a venue and you've you've talked to many people on this and you've you've gathered from their experiences it's like the setup of venue can make a massive difference to how that night's going to be. Uh, how you publicise it is going to make a massive night. So it's like for all those people who do listen to this, all three of them. Um, <laughs> That's a bit uh, generous. <laughs> Way too generous. You've it's got you, five followers. It's you, it's you and my nan. That's who it is. It's you and my nan. Who are the, oh, who are okay. Well, hello, nan. <laughs> uh, I'll come around for a cup of tea one day, then. Don't worry. <laughs> Guys, you made it through part one, so why don't you click up and go to part two for the rest of this conversation. See you there.